How could you have ever fallen for this? This is like legit criminal. Like, I I don't even get it. How does ESPN drop the ball that hard on something like this? It's on it. It's the most hilarious story I've ever read. It's awful. I think the team name awesome. even makes it better. Bishop Sycamore. Bishop, there's no such thing. What's as a, a Bishop Sycamore? Yeah, it's, it's like, not a thing. There is. Was it even no a private person. school? It, it it was like. It was a charter. They claimed school. they were an online charter school. That was wrong. That was a fake thing too. There was no school. This is just a literal like. I don't even know what you call this because I've never. It's like a paper team. It's like a pay, like if you've heard the term paper town, it's a fake town that's put on a map that map makers use to catch other map makers from ripping off their work. That's like what this feels like because it's just a made up team to like I don't know what their goal is. I guess make money playing football, but like what's what I don't they don't have a home stadium to play at. They play all road games. They had a $20,000 GoFundMe or something like that to try and get these guys, like, actual jerseys and stuff. Didn't get – it got less than $200, which is just hilariously fitting. I I don't get what the point of Bishop Sycamore existing is. We actually did get a text, and it says Bishop Rules. So there are some Bishop Sycamore fans out there, but in the end – these kids who are like not even kids. They're mm-hmm. adults. They they're might have grown kids. adults, yeah. And they're looking to get back into college football. I don't football? know what it is they're trying to do. I know one player on that team had used a fake ID to try and get in seven on seven tryouts. He had faked multiple college offers and just done a lot of that stuff. I guess with the Goal of somehow make someone along the way is going to realize that you're full of crap, and then and they got so far. This is actually mm-hmm. very well thought out. I think this should be a thirty for thirty. This deserves to have at least an E sixty episode dedicated to it. Also, we have a text in from Jack Knowlton, our co-host. Conspiracy. ESPN wanted them to pull the upset and reveal it was fake. It would be easy, even crazier. Knowlton, if they had any hope of Bishop Sycamore. Uh, pulling off that upset, I would be pro F F who control FCC. I would be pro FCC just pulling ESPN off the airwaves. Well, to make it even better, the Sycamore coach was canned. Yet yeah, by who? Who fired the president him? of Bishop Sycamore, which is there probably is one of the players. Thing. I want to know who came up with this. I don't know who came up with it. I don't know what the goal of it is. Why are you masquerading? as a high school team to go play all these other teams and just get stopped. What is the point? They're trying to get back this? into it. But that's Bits even that's even someone- crazier. That's even crazier. You think about it. Okay, look at the, look at this. Bishop Sycamore. They they say they're all seniors in high school. Right. They go out there and they destroy IMG somehow. Somehow. Oh, everyone's like, "Oh, these kids are good. Let's send them more offers. But get them into then- college, then they make money." No, that's the thing. You have at some point along the way, they're gonna realize you're, gonna, you're fake. Yeah, you're going. They're going to realize that you're fake. It's not a matter of if you can maybe somehow get to college. They're gonna be like, okay, we need social security proof. We need identification. We need some. They we need birth certificates. All of that. You can't fake all that. Someone's gonna catch you. 
There was legit nothing to be gained. Nothing to be gained from this school. I just, I don't understand. And, like, there was a whole thing about before it was Bishop Sycamore, it was, like, another weird Christian name that meant nothing um, that, like, went belly up because everyone realized it was just a scam. Like, that school had attached itself to a bunch of charities without the charity's knowledge and just like was JJ siphoning Watt. money. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I'm not allowed to say that on air. But, um, I mean, it was ju- it's just the level of stupidity and scandal on, like, every level of this story is just comical. I've never seen something this stupid. I, ju- I don't understand what anyone's goal was. I don't understand why ESPN... Obviously, IMG's a draw. That's, like practically a college team already out there there's like fifth year high schoolers on that team yeah i mean like there's actual kids who stay an extra year in high school yeah they can it just it doesn't make sense i don't i don't know what they were looking for here what was img looking to do i mean also some of the clips you'd see from this game just hilarious the player like the offensive lineman just playing with the probably fake doctor looking at him just the offensive line wasn't blocking the plays. That, I mean, there is a slant play, right, where the quarterback, Trillian Harris, who is – who knows if they're even using real names, throws a slant to this receiver. Receiver actually has open field in front of him. He immediately just falls over. I just – it was just – I don't get it. I don't get how ESPN fell for this. I think they were just kind of looking for a coach. Because now they don't have one. So take all these kids who have JUCO talent and they're playing well. What if we get him a real coach? You know what? What they is Barry Odom well. up to? What is Barry Odom up to? I think he would <laughs> want to be a head coach again. I don't think he likes that like, DC job in the heart of Arkansas. And he's not good at it. Give him these kids, they'd win a state championship. What state? I don't know because they're not a real school. Are you trying to tell me Bishop Sycamore would win a game? If they had a good a coach. No, they wouldn't. They they're don't actual have a home players. No, they're not. Oh my god, that's the whole thing. Yes, they are. They're JUCO These dropouts. These are JUCO dropouts. JUCO they're football not. dropouts. JUCO. No, they're just That's very key. They are just JUCO dropouts. They didn't play any form of NAIA football. No, that's why they're at JUCO, and they uh. dropped out because they weren't good. Like this is like legitimately the most insane thing I've ever seen. They just. They just, a bunch of guys grouped together, made this sham of a foot a high school to field a football. It doesn't make sense. What was the point? What would you name the 30 for 30, Peyton? <sighs> oh, God, I have no idea. Maybe, like, <sighs> I have no idea. What would you name it? I can't think oh, of no. a good creative 30 name. for 30. We got duped. From men to boys. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like the thing where it's like to put in the we, because ESPN really got duped here. It wasn't just other schools. Yeah. ESPN I mean, broadcasted a game that was I supposed mean, to be close. Like, how does, because IMG played them last year, too. Bishop Sycamore? Yeah, they played Bishop Sycamore last year. Oh, I didn't even know that. It was but the one thing, year. that's like, how do you know? I, uh, I just, it, it's really tough to wrap my brain around, like, this whole thing. Like, it just doesn't make sense at all. 
Well, all right. It is 3.19 local time here in the central time zone. Uh, We're going to throw it to a quick break. But when we get back, we have our new segment, the Unwritten Quick Hits. We have some pretty cool news down in Houston, along with some football talk and a new team at the top of the AL West. We'll be right back. of life have volunteered to take part in a frightening experiment. They are allowing their brains to be altered. Altered to induce paranoia, heart malfunction, memory loss, even early senility. Unfortunately, this is not an experiment. It's what slowly happens to you when you keep smoking pot. No one has to alter your brain. You've already volunteered to do it to yourself. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man, mm, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man, mm, man. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, man, mm, man. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. And we are back. How was that, Peyton? Like some clocks? Oh, I love me some clocks. We played that. That's a, we're that's like, a staple. We're going to let clocks show. run out a little bit. Do you still hear it? I still hear it, yeah. All right, this is our newest segment, some unwritten quick hits. Peyton, let's kick it off. Sean Watson to South Beach? Yes, that is the rumor. I mean... The Texans, there's absolutely no point to having him anymore. The whole media circus surrounding him at this point, the obvious legal issues he's facing, he's not going to play for the team. No point in having him burn a hole on your roster. They're just going to have him inactive the whole game. If Miami is actually interested in giving up three firsts and two seconds, or that's what the Texans' asking price I would really, if I was the Texans, I'd be willing to haggle that down a bit because there is absolutely zero point to Deshaun Watson on the Texans anymore. Well, even Brian Flores is saying that Tua is still their guy. I think that's just like head coach mentality. He's not going to tell you what's going on. You know, there's no reason for him to even talk to you. But yeah, I mean, that's like when Brian Flores was asked about it after their last preseason game. I thought he gave a really good answer because Brian Flores is a really good coach. I mean... It's they're really that team's a quarterback away in my mind from being a for sure playoff contender. Maybe it's Tua, maybe he breaks out this year, or maybe they just pull the trigger and get Sean. That would maybe make them like AFC championship contenders in my mind. The Dolphins getting Deshaun Watson makes them AFC like just for the whole AFC. 
that we're saying? The yeah, win the AFC? they could win They're going to go to the Super Bowl? They could 100% they get win Deshaun the AFC Watson. with Deshaun Watson. Okay. They'd be a top three team in the AFC with Deshaun. But with the you think they'd Chiefs be, and Bills up there as well. Would, do you think they'd even win their division? It'd be tough. I think they'd have a heck of a chance, though. I mean, that's two top five quarterbacks going at duking it out for an AFC East title. Yeah. All right, uh, second quick hit. Justin Fields and Andy Dalton battling it out. Tell me about it. Yeah, Andy Dalton was named the starter. Everyone's upset. But let's face, let's do a reality check, okay? The Bears' offensive line sucks. There is absolutely no way around it. Uh, They have one of the worst tackles, one of the worst draft busts in league history at right tackle right now in Jermaine Effetti. Um, They have... Jason Peters, the fossil of 50,000-year-old Jason Peters at left tackle that would protect Justin Fields' blindside. So for that reason, I would genuinely not... I think it's for the best of Fields' development and long-term future if he just sits. Because putting him out behind that O-line, have him scramble for his life, he's able to do it. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Why waste your time with that though he's probably going to be under duress almost every snap um to me that just doesn't make sense to start him right now let dalton just get eaten alive it's definitely going to be like a passing of the torch like we saw in houston when deshaun watson was drafted you know deshaun watson they realized oh tom savage isn't very good this Mm. guy has more interceptions and career touchdowns let's give it to the guy who's going to be the franchise quarterback you know i i hope they don't they're not gonna have the same career ending with their teams but yeah. it's kind of like that passing of the torch thing let Andy Dalton go out there realize that he's not going to be good and then Justin Fields will take over it, in a few weeks it could be like that or what it could I think what the Bears are hoping for and what I'm hoping for it just winds up being a Alex Smith to Mahomes patching passing of the torch because if Fields is able to sit the whole year the Bears get solid quarterback play out of Andy Dalton and then if they play a meaningless Week 17 game, that's when Fields goes out there. You cannot tell me with a straight face that would not do wonders for Fields' career if he's able to not be rushed into play. That's why we saw Mitch Trubisky get rushed into play in Chicago. Granted, I don't think Mitch Trubisky was ever that guy, but it didn't help him. And I think that's what the Bears are very overly cautious of. Well, if you look at it like this, there are still two Pro Bowl quarterbacks on the Bears roster, and Justin Fields right, isn't yep. one of them. Okay, let's <laughs> let's end the conversation there then. Um, looking at the NL West, sorry, I said the AL West before Foles. we went to break, but Nick the Dodgers Foles. are now tied for first place in the National League West, best team in baseball according to Bill Plaschke yeah, of the correct. LA Times, and he's wrong. No, he's correct. I have He's correct. Around. He's correct. If they are the best team in baseball, they would already have been in first place. They are the currently the best team in baseball right now. No, they're not even best 100. team in baseball. Sorry, he said best team of all time. Oh, that's not true. Yeah, that's not true. But at all. I mean, yeah, the Dodgers absolutely are the best team in baseball right now. I mean, granted, that team is horrifically boring to watch. They're not a fun, exciting, dynamic team. They just oh, we hit really well and we pitch really well. There's no one like I'm not even excited to watch watch Max Scherzer with that team. It just I'm sick of the Dodgers. I really am. I do not like the Dodgers. I dislike the Dodgers a lot more than I dislike the Yankees. The Yankees right now are at least a compelling team because 
They're coming all the way back from being almost dead in the water, essentially, to now they're like the evil empire is like marching back. And but yeah, the Dodgers, they're back in the lead in the NL West. They're the best team in baseball, in my mind. Hopefully they somehow get knocked out of the playoffs somewhere along the line, whether that be if they somehow wind up playing in the wild card, they won't um, or not. Hopefully someone takes them out. Yeah, um, I bet it was kind of like a big blow to lose to the highest paid pitcher of all time for a season salary and Trevor Bauer, sorry, Tyler Bauer. But yeah, I like that Alex Bregman joke there. Um, mm. But, you know, they gained Max Scherzer, like their whole lineup is all stars. You know, there's no reason to complain. You know, they have an owner that likes to pay. This is the most expensive team of all time in Major League Baseball behind what, Peyton? Another Dodgers team from 2015. $275 million this year on the books. Um, you know, it would be so sweet to see the Astros sweep the Dodgers. Or go to Game 7. Go to Game 7 be what? nice. It would In be the World Series. The more fitting storybook ending if the Dodgers is 100% win. the Dodgers getting redemption. Yeah, though. whatever. Um, speaking of the Astros, Jose Siri has been called up. I'm Clap happy it up. for you. Jose Siri was called up. Everyone outside is clapping, clapping. I got to talk about that because Jose Siri messaged me on Twitter and told me, hey, man, I got called up. And he called me his hermano, which means brother. I'm very happy for you, you know, because you've been tweeting about Jose Siri since his Lidom days. You know, you've been the number one Jose, Jose Siri fan. Uh, you've been That's what he's the guy that essentially made you a real professional on Twitter. I mean, for that, you were a little trolly. You know, you had some troll had bones some in trollitis. you. Yeah, you had a little bit of troll troll appendix or whatever. Um, but Jose Siri set you on the straight and narrow, and uh, I'm happy for you. You deserve this moment. Yeah, All he's that a AAA outfielder slashing the crap out of the ball. Crazy numbers. Crazy numbers. 900-plus OPS this season with the Sugarland Skeeters. It's great to see him up. I don't think it'll be that long. He's probably just a COVID IL replacement. But well, you know what? He made it. He made it. It's all my propaganda, him, all my you. tweets. This is the biggest and moment. It's Jose it Siri's might be a bigger moment debut. for me than for Jose Siri. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say it. Jose it's his Siri, major league debut. I know you're not listening. You're on a plane to San Diego. If you were, if you weren't on a plane, I bet you'd be listening. But this might be a, as big of a moment for me. I am happy for you, but I would have to say this is a bigger moment in Jose Siri's life. I'm he sure. He just was. When you you make it to the majors, you're guaranteed a 570k salary for that game. You're not being paid that for the rest of the season. He's gonna get paid that money though. Yeah, for like two days. No, that's not per game. That's just he's his not salary. Gonna, he's not gonna get 570 at the end of the year. He's going to be paid that money at some point. When you sign a major league contract, that's what you make. He's not signing a major league contract. He's playing in the majors. Yeah, but when he gets that sent back down, he's selected, not going to get paid like one. Yeah, but they selected his contract, yeah. which means he's getting a major league salary. For now. He's going to get paid 570 at the end of the p.m. here in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, we're going to throw it to a quick break, but when we get back, meet the Mets. We got more news about the Mets, how they're one of the most worst. They're probably the most worst. Most worst. Most worst. Uh, one of the... Most confusing franchises in baseball. There's nothing to be happy about in New York. And 
when we get back, there will be a special guest. Patrick Creighton of ESPN Radio in Houston will be joining us. Stay tuned. A delicious power breakfast. Great way to start the day. I'm Brandon Anthony. And I'm Keegan Hartman. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. to listen to me. And me on our new show, Breakfast of Champions. Here on KCLU Sports, KCLU 88.1 FM. Hey, what's up? Holla at your boy. XOXOXO. You getting these texts? Question mark. Where are you? What are you doing? OMG, you are making me mad. You better text me back. I'm waiting outside your house. Relentless, aggressive texting is like sending an angry robot to deliver your message. When does the robot become dangerous? Let us know at that'snotcool.com. That'snotcool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Tune into High and Tight with me and my co-host, Logan Perone, as we catch you up on the latest signings, trades, news, scores, and highlights from around America's pastime. Every Sunday at 11 a.m. on the 88.1 FM stream and on our website, KCU.FM on the Blue Box. Hey, Mizzou fans. Did you know that research at the Wellness Resource Center indicates that two out of three MU students reported consuming zero to four alcoholic drinks during tailgating? This is why Mizzou has the best fans in America. This public service announcement has been brought to you by the Wellness Resource Center, Craft Beer Cellar, and KCOU 88.1 FM. Hello, this is Alec Baldwin for Save the Manatee Club. In an animated TV show, I was the voice of a marine biologist dedicated to saving Florida's imperiled manatees. It was a lot of fun, but there's a serious side, too. Tragically, many of these gentle marine mammals suffer injuries or die from boat strikes, and their habitat is being lost. Manatees need your help. Please call 1-800-432-JOIN or visit www.savethemanatee.org. Lay, sir, yeah, Kane is in the building. The show goes on. All right. Welcome back to KCOU, the unwritten rule here in Columbia, Missouri. Um, we're back for the second half hour of our show. We'll be done at four o'clock today. Back um, end. But we're joined by our special guest from Houston, Texas, Patrick Creighton of ESPN Radio. Patrick, can you hear us? I hear you. What's going on, fellas? What's up? How's the weather down there? Uh, Hold on. Let me look out the window and tell you. Let's see. Looks like it's cloudy. It's probably really hot. Hot and Uh, cloudy. Just like like Houston. No hurricanes, though. Um, But you know, there was one in New York, and it was also... Not just in the streets, but in the Mets' front office. Oh, good segue. And Patrick, we know you are from New York. You uh, tweet about the Mets a lot. We'd like to hear your breakdown of how this Mets season has gone, the expectations coming into the season, and where they are now. Well, the, the Mets had expectations of winning the division uh, before the season started. And then, uh, well, damn near the whole team got hurt. And the guys who didn't get hurt, well, they sucked. <laughs> and when you take everybody getting hurt and everybody else sucking, you wind up with a 500 team that's in the middle of the pack in a really lousy division uh, on the outside looking in. And then they're just full of drama because, you know, they're the Mets. And, and I found it very, I don't know, ironic, hilarious, 
confusing all at the same time. The Mets as an organization decided to make such a big deal out of thumbs down. <laughs> and I couldn't help him like, man, imagine he actually did something offensive, you know, like flip off a fan on video, like a team mascot. Oh wait, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or maybe, maybe, you know, he did something offensive. Like he sent really inappropriate or offensive text. To email. <laughs> oh wait, that happened in the front office. Uh, maybe he threw a firecracker into a group of people. Oh wait, that happened before <laughs> too. Hi Vince Coleman, how are you? Um, maybe he filled a water gun with bleach and he sprayed. Re- no way, that's happened before too. Hybrid saber hanging. Uh, oh uh, the Mets have have. Oh wait, wait. Here's here's one. Ready? Maybe he started a fight with another teammate right before team pictures were supposed to start. Oh, wait, that happened. Uh, Daryl Strawberry and Keith Hernandez. Yeah. So for, for a team that has a history of doing really stupid things, they chose to make this out like it was a big deal. Thumbs down. People were so offended. I mean, they treated this like like the Big 12 treats horns down. Right? This, mm. this was a sin. And here's Sandy Alderson, you know, with this huge, uh, like, 100 and was it like 150 words of, well, we're, we're not going to tolerate this. Our fans are so important. I'm personally going to go have a team meeting with these guys and tell them this is inappropriate. Then the GM gets bagged on a DUI and they put out like a little, like, you know, rubber stamped 40 words. Yeah, we just found out. Obviously, we don't approve. We'll handle it internally. Bye. Okay. Meet the mess. Meet the mess. Oh, that was good. awesome. That was great. Um, I guess the whole thing with the thumbs down, it kind of makes me think of the 2017 Yankees when there was that fan. I think it was a Rays fan. Yeah. And the uh, Rays fan did the thumbs down. And so that kind of started the whole thing with the Yankees doing the thumbs down. That's completely that was mostly to each though. other. It wasn't yeah. to the fans. And I like the comparison you made with the horns down. I, it's like, it's just horns down. Who cares? Yeah. Like, I think blowing it out of proportion made it even worse and made the fans mm-hmm. retaliate. And Brent- just to think about it, what's the point of Javier Bias now? At yeah, this point. Javier Baez, I mean, that has been an absolute mess of a trade. I mean, on top of him just not really performing up to standards, he still has his flashy defense. Uh, he's an elite defender, I'll give him that. But, I mean, he swings and misses at everything. Uh, his power has flashed a couple times, but he hasn't really been a game changer for them. And they gave up one of like their first-round pick from last year. Now, Grant, that was under a completely different regime, even completely different ownership. So they obviously weren't married to Pete Crow Armstrong, but it still doesn't look good, especially with this whole thumbs down fiasco. And I got to say, like, I don't really like get why the Mets could be upset at the fan. Like they're playing bad. They've been playing bad baseball. They should be winning this division. Yeah, they should absolutely be running away with this division. So, yeah, the fans are going to be a little ticked. That being said, being mad at the players for doing thumbs down, who cares? Whatever is going to make them hit better, if they think that's going to give them some good mojo and maybe like motivate them to hit better, who cares? Who cares if they literally flip off everyone in the stands? Who cares? Well, you know, you mentioned, you know, they gave up Pete Crow Armstrong. Well, you know, it really doesn't matter because if you look at their first round pick this year, they got an absolute future stun in the making in Kumar Rocker. And- oh, <laughs> Yeah, they didn't get that deal done. 
Anthony Brady Aiken fat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, meet the mess. Yeah, I because this doesn't happen to any other organization. Zero other organizations have this happen to them. Like if you had told me what the Astros sign stealing scandal, if that had happened to the Mets, I would have one hundred percent like, yep, that fits. The Mets have I just I've never seen an organization just so snake bitten by horrible, horrible, horrible events happening. Like you can talk well, like like oh the Browns. They lose a lot, or oh, the the Mets are just like a circus show year in and year out. What's funny is, you know, members of the mid to late '80s Mets admitted the Mets used to use a camera in center field, you know, for the purpose of stealing signs. Yeah, but that in that goes 80s. under. Yeah, it goes under the radar with anybody though, because the Astros were the first team ever to really cheat. Fast was the first team to ever ever cheat. Ever there was cheat. never cheating. They were the before only that. team cheating too. I know that much. That's for never, sure. Yeah, nobody else. Nobody else ever cheated. And nobody fact, has ever Boston, cheated there since. Was just, there was just one rogue employee uh, in the entire Boston Red Sox organization when mm-hmm. it came to cheating. But for the Astros, it it was you know the worst thing, uh, really since moldy sliced bread. Yep. The Astros should just be ashamed of themselves, really. Only they should ever all cheat. be suspended for life. They should all be banned for life. And the Astros should be contracted. Ab, I agree. Kenny, you agree with us, right? Yeah, I totally agree. You're I a think, disgrace to the game of baseball. Yeah. And looking in at it, looking you know at it, I think someone like George Springer, you know, he left that team. He did the right thing. Yeah. George yeah. Springer didn't cheat. He recognized it was terrible. And he went to the Blue Jays. Because he's a good man that I would, didn't cheat. In fact, Jim Crane should be forced to swap ownership with the Marlins. Yep, absolutely. Derek Jeter, new Astros owner. <laughs> the funny thing about Zach Scott's DUI, it's Zach, that's his GM, correct? Yes, Zach that's Zach um, It was like filed seven hours after he left the party. Yeah, the bender, Apparently man. he left the party and he went to an after party. Oh, he went to an after party. I didn't know about that. Well, well yeah, there was definitely because... seven hours in between. I thought that he, he just was... fell asleep in his car for seven hours. No, he oh, definitely yeah. was he, uh, up to no he good. He clearly went somewhere else and was pounding the booze rocket and then, and then got pulled over. It's like, uh, right. I can't take I this thumbs down be. stuff. And and this was like a week after he was chastising Mets players about not doing what they needed to do to be professional and uh, and not taking pride in themselves and their organization. And a week later, dumbass gets a TUI. <laughs> that's I, that's one hundred percent true. You just so another another funny twist is uh, the idea that Theo Epstein is going to come next year and and save the Mets franchise. Well, AJ Hinch is available. No, oh, not AJ Hinch. Oh, no, he's not. No, not AJ Hinch. Uh, Jeff Luna. Jeff Luna. That's my bad. Yeah, so, Mr. I'm so the, done with baseball. the two guys that the Mets have had as GM this year, the one who they canned because it turned out he's a super creeper, and then the one who's currently suspended because, you know, drinky drinky, both <laughs> of these guys are Theo Epstein disciples. <laughs> yep. That's like the thing that ever that people don't get. Theo Epstein's front offices have legitimately been described as like frat houses. Like, that is how horrible it can get in those regimes. Like, Theo Epstein would be quite possibly the worst possible hire they can make right now. The one thing I would say about Zach Scott with his situation getting pulled over, did he tell the officers, like, he's a Hall of Famer? 
No, he didn't say, oh, do you know who I am? Yeah. He's like, do you know who I am? I'm a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that the absolute – like every time like an athlete or a celebrity or somebody goes to the, do you know who I am? That's the point where the cop goes, oh, I'm throwing you in the tank. <laughs> you know like, what? Cops love cop. these big busts. Like when you get a high-profile bust, cops love that. They go into the, into the room in the, in the precinct and they're hailed like heroes. They nailed like some big-name person. And like they usually have like some kind of like betting thing going around where you know everybody puts a couple of bucks in and whoever gets the biggest bust of the month. Like they, the cops love nailing like high-profile people. And the more of a jack wagon that that person acts like the more they enjoy busting them it's like breaking that big story mm-hmm. oh i got the source jose series getting called up like that, that yeah um I think we should have put a counter on for how many times you were going to bring this up patrick um what are the odds in your opinion that the mets somehow sneak into the postseason fellas those are not good odds <laughs> because basically they'd have to win the division in order to get in and well they're in third place they're a game under and they're five back uh of the braves which means they've got i don't know five percent chance of making the playoffs and there's there's no chance that they're they're getting them the wild card damn near impossible for them to to get because they're chasing too many teams and uh i think they're actually they're the same distance behind in the division as they are uh, in a wild card. From the spot. wild card, yeah, yeah. Like the uh, same distance. The only difference is you've got a leapfrog, like four teams instead of two. So, yeah, I, I think they're going to have to win the division, and I think the chances of that are well, they're low. Uh, although, to be honest with you, the fact that the Braves have won six of ten, that's a positive. The fact that the Phillies have won six in a row. Not so much. But uh, yeah. a five-game ass-kicking of the Nationals would come in really clutch right now. The Nationals are floundering. They've lost five in a row. They've lost eight of ten. I mean, they're just totally falling apart here. Uh, and the Mets five-game series with the Nets. So you get a five-game series here with the Nets, and you can handle your business. Well, then you're four over, and maybe you've picked up a couple of games on Atlanta. Yeah, especially this, this Mets team. You know, they did face injuries earlier in the year, and they were still rocking and first place for a while, and we were like, oh, you know, this mess seems still pretty deep. They even were just players better than everyone else in the division. And then everyone else got better good. acquisitions at the deadline, because Javier Baez has been phenomenal. Well, look, the biggest thing is Jacob deGrom hasn't pitched in two That is true. And you can't lose a guy who had a 108. I mean, he was like, talking about record-setting season that Jacob deGrom was having. And, and he's been shut down now for two months, and, and we have no idea if he's going to pitch again. And the fact that he's been shut down as many times as he has, and the Mets are still going, through, well, there's no structural damage. I'm calling BS. Because – and this this happened last year too when he was uh, you know, having these things again. There's something wrong. Anytime a pitcher is having issues uh, with their shoulder or their elbow or their forearm because forearm is code for elbow, uh, and, and they're, they wind up missing you know, a month, month plus, or they go back on the injured list multiple times, the same injury, and the team's like, yeah, yeah, well, there's no structural damage. They're lying through their teeth. It's true because nobody nobody keeps going on the IL for the same injury 
but there's nothing structurally wrong. It's not like, oh, well, he's got a, a muscle weakness. in this. The dude's throwing 200 innings every year. He didn't have a weakness, okay? <laughs> let's, let's be real about that. The, the, the issue here is this. There's obviously something wrong with Jacob Grom, and, uh, and they're trying to, to milk him through it. The problem is, as you do that, uh, if you wind up in, in a situation where he winds up having to have surgery in the offseason, well, now you've lost them for next year as well. So... Uh, the Mets, you know, as usual, playing games, their players' health. I mean, let's not forget, this is the team that destroyed the career of Matt Harvey. Um, almost destroyed the career of Carlos Beltran to the point that he wanted out. And I, they, they, they did the same thing with Jose Reyes. The Mets have – the Mets are, like, synonymous for hideous management of injuries. Mm-hmm. So how they managed to get through, uh, you know, can they get – Jacob DeGrom back. They were expecting they would have had Noah Syndergaard back by now, but then he had a setback, and now he has COVID. So uh, Syndergaard may not pitch this year as well, and they were hoping to get him back after the All-Star break. Uh, Carlos Carrasco, who they traded for, Frankie Lindor, well, uh, they had him a week, and he was hurt. And he just came back, was he back a couple of weeks, and he's still not really ramped up. They're basically rehabbing him at the major league level. So you know, there you can't overcome that many losses to the pitching staff, and then you had you know David Peterson who pitched really well for them last year, and he got hurt, and, and he's out for the year. The Mets have had a ton of injuries uh, to the rotation, and for whatever reason, you know they make bullpen signings. Those guys come to New York, and well, they didn't work out. Aaron Loop's you been great. Edwin Diaz, who was who was like phenomenal in Seattle, and he comes to New York and he lays a massive egg. And then this year he's been better, but he still has those games. He's just like, you've got to be kidding me. So the, the, the Mets have mostly been snake bit in the rotation. And that was supposed to be the strength of the team. Yeah. You brought up uh, Noah Syndergaard, you know, Jacob DeGrom. We're probably not going to see him again this season. He's on the 60 day IL and Syndergaard's going to be a free agent. Do you think they bring him back? If they're going to try to push the world series next year? I don't know. You know, I mean, look, they, it, it's clear they screwed up when they didn't pay Zach Wheeler. I mean, they knew they should have paid Zach Wheeler. And then, oh, well, you know, we can't pay this guy and that guy. You're the freaking Mets. Of course you can. <laughs> I mean, you print money just because the Wilpons didn't want to do with it doesn't mean that they didn't print it as a team. Um, you know, the biggest problem with the Wilpons is they got caught commingling funds as part of the whole Bernie Madoff scam. That's that's why the Wilpons were running everything so the way they did, because they used to just commingle funds through all of their companies. Because oh well, all the Madoff money doesn't matter. We'll just move money from here to there to here to there to here to there. It doesn't matter. Well, when Yo got busted with, with the Madoff scam, now you had to unwind all the commingling. Their other companies were going broke. And the Mets were the only thing that made any money for the little ponds. So, uh, you know, they were instead of, you know, using the money on the team, they were using that money to float themselves. But the Mets print money and there's there's no reason they can't bring back Noah Syndergaard. Uh, to me, it's it's silly if you don't. But, you know, they're the Mets. It's true. It's true. They're the Mets. That's the best line you could say there. Um, I mean, they have an owner that's willing to spend now. At yeah, least it that. seems like it. But, but we'll with see. this roster at full strength, it's, you know, top three, top four in the National League. We know that you know, this team could be really good. Um, that's if everyone plays up to standard. Jeff McNeil healthy. and Francisco Lindor 
I've been massive letdowns this year. It's because of that fight well, in the uh, the um, clubhouse. Having, having an owner is that a rat? You know, that's basically Daddy Warbucks. That's never a bad thing. But Stevie Cohen's got to understand he is no longer Stevie fan, and he is now Stevie owner. And as Stevie owner, uh, you're not going to go out and trash your players uh, if they have a bad game. Like that's not what an owner does. And owner's not out there, you know, belittling his own team. And he's got to learn what it is to be an owner and not just super rich fan. What do you think about his Twitter game? Do you think that's something he should cut back on? I think owners uh, do not need to be trying to interact with fans uh, on a regular basis. Right? The, the re- a fan is short of fanatic, and you know how much logic fanatical people use? Uh, none. So when, when you're out there and you're you know commiserating with the crazies, and most people on social media act kind of stupid. So you're you're getting you know the, the the swath of the insane and people who are just gonna spout off because hey anonymity of the internet I can just you know say whatever crazy nonsense I want you can't take that seriously and you certainly don't need to have the media trolling through whatever stupid thing you put online and now making headlines up you know you've got to understand you're an owner now. And owners do not, you know, sit there and tool around on social media with a bunch of angry fans. That's a bad idea because it only takes one stupid like for somebody at the New York Post to turn that into a story. Love those headlines, though. Um, you know, thank you for all this. In, you know, this you're talking about the Mets, you know, what you've told us. Love these stories. It's been pretty funny. As well, uh, we're running a little short on time, but we'd like some quick uh, teams that you're gonna that you think are gonna make the postseason. Give us your wild card and your division winners. Um, I'm probably not gonna give you guys any kind of like oh wow stuff here. That's uh, fine. But uh, I think the Dodgers win the West. Giants will be wild card. The Brewers win the Central. You mean the East? Uh, no, the Central. Oh, the Bre- Brewers Central, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the East is, you know, the Braves and the Phillies. I, I think both of those are uh, holding off the Mets. And then you've got, uh, let's say, the Braves win the division. Phillies come up a little short. I think, you know, I'm, I'm actually, if the Mets aren't going to make it, and I don't think they are, I'm actually rooting for the Reds to make it because Ugh. the Reds aren't supposed to be in the conversation. And in the beginning of the season, the Reds looked just like a disaster. So the Reds to be as hot as they are, uh, you know, making a, a postseason push. I'm kind of hoping that if the second wild card team is going to be an unexpected team, and that would be the Reds. So I'm rooting for the Reds. Uh, American League. Rays win the East, Astros win the West, Chai Sox win the Central. Uh, and as much as I hate it, the Yankees are going to be a wild card team. And I think the Red Sox probably hold on enough to stave off the A's. And Yankees, Red Sox, one game to rule them all. That'll be a fun game. Chris Sale versus Garrett Cole. 
that'll be a fun game. Who do you got? And and won't it be great when Garrett Cole spits the bit and they lose that game? <laughs> he gets yes, shelled through four innings. I would love, love to see Garrett Cole and Chris Sale duel for like eight innings. And then in like the eighth inning, ah, like Bogarts reaches on like a chopper to third that Urshela can't throw in time. And then just a double from Rafi Devers. Rafi Devers. And then Chris Sale closes out the Yankees in the ninth. That would be such a picture perfect like ending to me. See, I'd rather see the Red Sox put up like eight in the first <laughs> and chase Garrett Cole because if the Yankees basically get bombed in the wild card game, heads are going to roll. Oh yeah, that's true. If it's not a close one nothing squeaker. Hell, even that I think they they'd still be but, but to be embarrassed Oh, Heads yeah. will roll. And and look, as far as I'm concerned, uh, every game the Yankees win is one too many. It's fair. I like that. Um, I like that Joey Gallo has been playing well also. Um, I think this Yankees team has turned it around. They've been a lot better. I'm not a big fan of Roldis Chapman. Um, I know Yankees fans rave about him as a person, like more than just a player. They think he's a great person. Same with Domingo Herman. Um other than that, uh, we're running out of time. We will be back here next week, same time, 3 o'clock. You are listening to KCOU, The Unwritten Rule. Peyton, do you have any last thoughts? Everyone well, is Well, keep screaming. in mind, Joey Gallo is one half of the Junk Grabber twins with Elvis <laughs> Andrews. You know, the famous picture after the home run of them grabbing each other's junk. Oh. One's in Oakland. And one's in the Bronx. They could be in the wild so, card game. They could. There you go. I the like Yankees that. went and got a junk grabber along with, you know, people who beat their significant others. <laughs> That's right. very true. Thank you, Patrick Creighton. You guys can follow Patrick Creighton on Twitter at Patrick Creighton. Also listen to his show. Well, at P Creighton 1. Don't P. Creighton 1. At Patrick Creighton. You'll get somebody else. <laughs> uh, you, can listen, you can also listen to him on ESPN in Houston, 97.5 and 92.5. Late hits from 7 to 9. If I'm correct, still the same show? Still the same show. Awesome. Um, Peyton, last thoughts before we, le- we leave? People talk a lot about left wing and right wing. You need two but in wings the to, end, you need two wings to fly. You need two wings to fly. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week. Jack will be back in the producer chair. I hope I wasn't that bad. Uh, see you guys next you week.